want to go into the Word because uh, I taught a, a, a teaching in this ministry. I'm not going to name it the same thing, but I'm going to refer this back to you. And in, in, it, was, it was in uh, the tape 35 and 36 of this same series. See, today we are doing uh, 59 and 60. So I'm referring you back to uh, tape 35 and 36 where I taught how God saved past our souls. I'm referring you back there because I think you really need to make sure that you understand and know that, that teaching. But what I want to do today is I'm going to build on that, but I'm not going to name it the same thing. I want to I name the day teaching saved by grace. That's what I want you to put in your note. Saved by grace. Now, the reason why I'm doing this because maybe next week, if the Lord allow me, I'm ready. I'm ready. I believe I am. I'm, I'm ready to teach on the flip side of that, which is called the election of grace. And see, this is why there's so much confusion in the Bible, because people do not understand how to write and divide the word of truth. Because he's, Paul is teaching two congregations. He's teaching the Gentiles and the Jews in the same church uh, while he was pastoring. And those Gentiles were Greeks, all right? So now he's, he's, but they were really were Gentile, but they were Greeks, all right? So now he's teaching the Jews uh, on their salvation, and that's why our salvation, I'm teaching you, saved by grace. I'm Hopefully the Lord allowed me to do it next week. Their salvation is going to be showing you election by grace. And that word election means chosen. So if he allowed me to do it next week, I'm going to teach next week chosen by grace. But I'm going to show you how Israel was chosen by grace. And how we are saved by grace. And so when you see the difference uh, things like this. Uh, this is just a thought. I'm going to show you that Christ died for our sins, but Christ died for them. Two different things. See, Christ died for them as a people, but he died for our sins. See, when you get, to, when you get into this word, you'll find out this word is heavy and deep. So you just can't just think you know. All right. Now let's go to work. And I'm going to be talking about, uh, let's look at Second, second Timothy. Then I'm going to give you my subject. My subject is going to be saved by grace, but I'm going to go to Ephesians chapter 2 when I show it to you. But let's go to Second Timothy 2, 14 and 15, will you? Because I want to show you something that this is something that you would definitely see in these two weeks in 2 Timothy chapter number 2 and verse number 14 and 15. Paul is talking to Timothy, and he's going to tell Timothy, these things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord, that they strive not about words to no profit, but to subverting of the hearer. Instead of to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And man, I tell you, when, you, when I get to this, you're going to see why why God said something in, in, in a certain book because he was not talking to us. 
He was talking to the Jews. And when you're able to rightly divide the word, then you're able to see why there's so much confusion. Then you'll see why so many people think they know. They think they got God figured out. You know, no, you do not. All right, now let's get into the word. Go to book Ephesians chapter 2. Hear it for the first time. Because remember, I got to teach this because last week I taught you, save, find the tree of life. That was last week. Now I got to do this teaching again because I got to make sure you understand about your salvation because if you're not saved, then you don't have to look for the tree of life. You'll never find it. The tree of life is for people who are saved. Let me put it another way. Christ saved you when he put you in Christ. God saved you when he put you in Christ. Say it again. God saved you when he put you in Christ. So when you see anything else that you did, then you know it cannot be your message. Because I just told you God put you in Christ. You did nothing but believe. Your responsibility, and that's the hardest thing for some people to do, is just believe. Because when the word of God comes forth, if you fuss with the word of God, you're not fussing with me. You fuss with the word. You fuss with God. You got to learn how to quiet your spirit down uh, and allow God to teach you. That's one of the greatest things. Now, see, I'm doing this. I'm saying this because I'm understanding why so many people never understood the message of grace. Because it's no work. It's just got to believe. And that is complicated for some people to do. It's just take God at his word. That's why when I reach Ephesians, one of the things he's going to tell you is trust. Hear, believe, and trust. And it's something when you trust people. As a matter of fact, you notice it if you always used to drive in a car. This is how you understand the word trust. And then you sit in the, sit in the car with somebody else. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You always drive, always. And then all of a sudden you find yourself on the passenger seat and somebody else drive, and you know the first thing you do? You're uncomfortable. Amen? Because all of a sudden you're, you're, you're telling them, hey, you're turning too fast, you're turning too slow, slow down. Why? Because you used to being on the driver's side. Now you've been doing that all the time. But now you're on the pastor's side, you got to learn how to trust. Somebody say you got to learn how to trust. <laughs> and you realize that you, you don't trust that person driving. But it doesn't mean the person can't drive, you just don't trust them driving. You're not going to get that until you sit on the pastor's side sometime. You got to learn how to just relax, right? Right. All right. Now let's go to work. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2 is where we're going. I know I got some witnesses in the house about, because of that, huh? All right, I'm going to come back to your camera, young man. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, uh, and we're going to read this, because this is where we're going to get our subject. I'm going to start reading with verse 5 and verse 8, because that's where we're going to get our subject. We're going to read it all, but we're going to do 5 and 8 first, because that's my subject. Let's read Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 5. It says, 
And when you get there on the screen, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 5, even when we were, past tense. Now God is telling us, remember, we are saved by grace. So even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ, by grace you are saved. So he told you, by grace you are saved. That is so plain. You are saved. Because we know we are saved because God put us in Christ. That's something God did. That was grace. His love. He put us in Christ through his death and resurrection. By grace, you are saved. Again, let's go to verse 8. So he's going to tell us twice. Then now he's going to say, by grace, you are saved through faith. Through faith means the preaching of the word. So that means that when the word of God is preached, you got a responsibility. For as God concerned, he saved you. 2,000 years ago on the cross, I'm going to show you, he died for all men. Now, why all men are not saved? One reason, all men don't believe. Now, as far as God is concerned, God saved you. That was Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5. Even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace, you are saved. Now, in verse number 8, he said, for by grace are you saved through faith. That means that the gospel has to be preached to you, you got to believe it. And that's not of yourself, watch this, it is the gift of God. Salvation is free. All right, next verse said, not of works, lest any man should boast. Then he told you in verse 10, we are his workmanship. That word workmanship means new creation. We are created in Christ Jesus. On the good works. Now, that's our salvation. Now, next week, I'm going to show you their salvation. And when you see it, you're going to see the total difference in how we were saved by grace and they were chosen by grace. What an awesome thing. All right. Now, but that's next week. You pray for me. Maybe the Lord allow me to do that. But today I'm just going to show you your salvation, and that's saved by grace. Now, this is, this is very important. Now, remember, I'm showing you Paul's vision. I'm showing you uh, what Paul had to do, open the eyes. That was his, his, his thing. Let me show you why that's so important. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Three and four, because his, he had to open their eyes. Now, you have to understand that Israel was blinded. But I'm going to show you that when I teach the other side, they were not blinded because they were better or worse than we are. God blinded, blinded Israel so you could be saved. And once that was over, and which a lot of people think it's now, but it's not. Once that was over, it's called the fullness of the Gentiles back then, when the fullness of the Gentiles become in. Well, that happened. And when that happened, then at that time, God opened the eyes of Israel. That's why the Bible said when he returned, every eye shall see him. All right, but watch this. Uh, they were 
the eye were blinded because they were under the law. Let's show you why. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, first of all, and verse 3 and 4. When you get there, say amen. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has passed tent, blinded the minds, blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So they were blinded. Now, watch how they were blinded. Let's go back to chapter 3, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, and verse number 12. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter number 3 and verse 12. Thank you. Are you there? 2 Corinthians 3, 12 says, Seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech, not as Moses, which put a veil over his face that the children of Israel, so we know who he's talking about, that we're blinded, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. Now, how many know what was abolished? The law. They couldn't see how the, the law was abolished. And when you say the law, you're talking about the bread on the table, water baptism. See, that was Hebrew chapter 6. I'm going to go to it in a moment. That's what he's talking about. They could not see that that was abolished. A lot of people today can't see is abolished. Watch why there was about, what, 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 was, what was their problem? In verse 14, but their minds were blinded. Watch how they were blinded. This was 2,000 years ago. Their mind were blinded or their hearts were blinded until this day. Remain the same veil untaken away. Watch this. In the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. Otherwise, it would not lift until they receive Christ. They're blinded until they believe in Christ. And then in verse number 15 said, But even as unto this day 2,000 years ago, when Moses read, the veil is up on their hearts. That's why every time they went to the synagogue, what did they do? They read to them the Old Testament. And there are people today are still teaching the Old Testament. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, or when they turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. So the veil is not, the blind is not going to be taken away until they find grace. And there are a lot of people who will, will not come. It, it's just like this church is sitting here waiting on them. There are a lot of people who are members of this church, but they're they, they going to come to 11 o'clock service. Now, don't forget, we're going to come at 11. See, it's not, it's, not the, it's not the word, you know. You know, it's an appearance. You know, that's why God showed me uh, about the different in teaching, teaching ministry of the word because a lot of it is performance. People are just performing. They're on the stage. You know what I mean? And they got to perform for a straight long and, and, you know, please the people for a long time. And they're done. But see, that's, that's one of the reasons why I'm sitting down. That's one of the reasons. Because it's all about the word. Not about me, it's about the word. Right. 
Right. I want you to see the word. Amen. All right. Now, now we're going to get into this because uh, I gave you Second uh, Corinthians. Let me. Everything is done by the word. Uh, but let me show you just one verse, and that's Romans nine eleven. This is where we're going to go to next week, if the Lord allow me to, and you're going to pray for me that He will. Uh, because this will be a good time to teach this. See, I never can say uh, what I'm going to do. My wife will tell you, I got so many messages that ahead of you, I'm just, you know, Lord, this is good, good for this week. This will be, that's all I can say. My job is to prepare, my, prepare myself and for, your, for you. All right, Romans chapter 9, verse 11. Uh, let's read that together. Romans 9, 11 says, for the children being not yet born, neither have done anything good or evil, that the purpose of God according to what? Election. Election. Now that same word election also means chosen. And I'm going to show you that's the difference in our gospel, in our ministry, and theirs. They were chosen, and you were not. All right. That the election might stand not of works, but of him that calleth. And so I'm going to show you next week the difference in our ministry. So you want to put down chosen by grace. That's for next week. Today you are saved by grace. That's why they had to work, wait for the Lord. Let me give you one more. Let me show you one more. Romans 5 while you're there. See, when you read the word, you, you can see it, but, you, but the Holy Ghost got to show you. And then if a, if a man like me tell you if, you, if you don't believe the Holy Spirit, you, because you don't believe me. But I'm not telling you. I'm reading it to you. So it's not me that's telling you. It's what the word says. But see, if I don't read you out of the Bible, it's what I'm saying. That's the difference. But when I read you something out of the Bible, it's not me telling you that. All right, so Romans chapter number five. Listen, listen at this real good. Romans five, eight. But God, Romans five and eight. But God commended his love toward us. See, when you see that, the first thing you did, and I took it as us as Gentiles. But let's read, keep reading. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for us. That's not what 1 Corinthians 15 and 3 says. It said Christ died for our sins. Hmm. See, when you hear the word of God, you, you, you'll hear the word of God. See, when God opened your eyes. The Israel, he died for them. So when you go back and read scripture like Matthew, it'll say he shall save his, his people from their sin. His people. All right. And then in verse 9, it said, watch verse 9. Much more then, being not justified by his blood. See, when you realize how you were justified, you were justified by his resurrection. See, you have to study the word of God to know what I just said. Then it said, we shall be saved. See, it can't be talking to you. Because I just read you Ephesians chapter 2, you are saved. That's why I'm trying to get you to think. See, here it says, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved. We weren't justified by his blood. We were justified by the resurrection. Romans 4.25 told us he was raised again for our justification. 
See, you have to hear what I'm saying. You can think you know the Bible, but you got to listen. You got to be taught. And you don't want to do that and submit yourself, you'll never know. So watch what he said in verse number nine again. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved. So you know he can't be talking to you. I just told you in Ephesians chapter two, verse five and verse eight, by grace you are saved. All right? Watch what they were saved from. From wrath. See, that's why it can't be you. They were saved from wrath. You were saved from sins. You were saved from death. You were saved from hell. You were saved from the grave. They are saved from wrath because wrath was coming to them, which already happened. Watch verse 10. And if we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more, much more being reconciled, being reconciled, we shall be. See the future tense? They were waiting for Christ's return. We shall be saved by his life. You could not have been saved by his life because you were saved by his death. I mean, can you see the word? See, if you, if you listen to the word and let the word teach you, it just, it'll just pop out. But you got to have the Holy Ghost to do that. And that's, what I, that's who I have. So you, it's not me you want to receive, just receive the Holy Spirit because he's the one that teaches me the word so you can get the word. All right, give the Lord a big hand for that. All right, now, I, I, see the, do you see the difference in, in how when I teach them? And, and See, if I was teaching the audience of the Jewish people, then I have to be able to teach that way. But I'm teaching you now, so I got to know how to teach you. That's what it's about. All right, and to be able to do it, you got to learn your ministry from their ministry. We are saved by grace. We were saved by grace. So let's, let's, let's go to work now, and let's see what our responsibility is. First, we must believe in Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. It's already been done, so that's what I want to show you. Now, let's, let's go to work. So let's go to 2 Corinthians uh, chapter number 2, verse 14 through 16. I'm going to give you a solid hour word. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 through verse 16. Verse 14, now thanks be to God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. See, every time you talk about in Christ, you wasn't, we are not the only one in Christ. See, they were in Christ also before us. See, that's, that's Galatians chapter, at the end of the uh, first chapter, I think it is, where Paul said about Savannah, they were in Christ before him. So you got to understand, you were not the only one in Christ. That's why you got to understand, to understand the word, you got to rightly divide it. All right, let me go on. I'm talking about us now. Watch, that's the difference. It says, now thanks be to God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ, make it manifest the Savior of his knowledge by us in every place. For we are unto God a sweet Savior of, of Christ in, in them that are saved. 
So if we're talking about them that are saved, it got to be us. I just read to you, they shall, they shall be saved. We are saved. All right? That are saved. And in them that perish. To the one, we are the Savior of death and the death, and to the other, the Savior of life and the life. And who is sufficient of these things? That's why I told you. Now watch, now watch Romans 10. This is, this is there for next week. But watch Romans chapter 10. See, if you, if you study the word of God, you would know what's going on. Romans chapter 10. Now, in Romans chapter 10, he's teaching them about Moses. So you know you wouldn't be talking to you about Moses. But anyway, let's start verse uh, 4. All of this is about, start verse 1. Romans chapter 10, verse 1. One, not a one. All right, Romans 10 and 1. We're going to come to this camp. Romans chapter 10, verse, she'll be on 69 when you finish. Romans chapter 10, verse 1. Brothers, my heart, the side and prayer to God is for Israel is that they may be saved. So who are they talking about? It's plain, it just told you, the whole thing is that Israel might be saved. Then in verse 2 says, I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness, going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. He's still talking to Israel. Verse 4, Christ is the end of the law. Well, we were not under the law, talking to Israel. Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believe it. Believe it. Believe it. They still had to believe. Then in verse 5 said, Moses... Moses described the righteousness which is of the law. So you're still talking to Jews because he's talking about Moses, talking about the law. And then in verse 5 it said that the, that the man which doeth these things shall live in them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in your heart, because he's quoting to them the Old Testament. Say not in your heart, who shall ascend to heaven to bring Christ down from above? Or who shall descend in the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. So when you read Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 12 and 13, he's quoting that scripture. But he said, what do Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 12 and 13 say in verse 8? He said, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Here it is, verse 9. Hear for yourself and you realize you're not talking to us. If you shall confess with thy mouth, I just said by grace you are saved. See, if you heard what I told you, then you would know this can't be you. I read to you Ephesians chapter 2. I'm going to show you why people have not received the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm doing today. But I'm showing you people are saying they're saved. They are still questioning the word. Or they don't know what the word said. Or they are divided about the word said. They think the word, that's, if you just listen, I'm telling you, by grace you are saved. God Save you when, he, when his son died and buried and raised again from the dead. If you could hold on to that, that's when he saved you. By grace, by his love on the cross, he saved you. He saved you from death, saved you from hell, saved you from the grave. He saved you from everything, whatever. He saved you. So if you could just hold on to that, 
You get into the other part of the Bible, you see Romans chapter 10, verse, verse 9 and 10, it says, But if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So you know that ain't talking to you. That's how, because I told you, you are already saved. So when somebody tell you, you shall be saved, you got to be able to say, well, no, that can't be talking about me right there. Because if I shall be saved, means I'm not. I'm showing you why so many people have not received the Holy Spirit. Because they don't believe they're saved. See, you can say, oh, I believe I'm saved, and then some, some, go, go to Tom, Dick, and Harris Church, Betty, Boot, Betty, Billy, you know, all them churches, and then you, they'll tell you what you got to do and there you in that line. And you, the Lord says, see, that's why you don't have the Holy Spirit. You don't know you're saved first. The Holy Spirit is only given to people who are saved. That's why you got to find the tree of life. You got to make sure you're in Christ. Once you know you're in Christ, once you know you're saved, you qualify to receive the Holy Spirit. And you're not going to get it as long as you keep wavering. Don't even know you're saved. You still ask the Lord to forgive you. Still asking the Lord to forgive you, and you want the Holy Spirit. If you're saved, you're forgiven. See, that's what I'm saying. The whole thing is people just don't know they're saved or they don't believe it. That's why they don't have the Spirit. All right. Let's keep going. Let's go to 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4. <clears throat> 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. Straight ahead, this camera. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplication, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Somebody say, all men. For kings and for all that's in authority, that we may lead a peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Now he's going to tell you, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have. You have to listen to it real good. Who will have all men to be saved. Is that for you? Why? See, if you hold on to you are saved, then you won't have nobody tell you about we'll be saved. See, that's why you'll know the difference between the, them that are chosen and them that are called. You, you are, I'm going to teach you, I'm going to show it to you. You're going to see there are few chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. That's why it's two. Who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. He wants them saved. He wants them to come to the knowledge of the truth. Is that you? Why? If I can get the whole church, we can all get, receive the Holy Spirit this morning if I can just get everybody saved in the church. People said, oh, I'm saved. Why don't you say something? It's not to me. God just want to know, do you believe? 
You go ever talk, talk this morning. Who will have all men to be saved? Let's go back to Ephesians 2, 5, and 8. Like I told you, I want to move on. Man, I thought I was ready. God said, go back and te go teach this. You got too many people don't believe or don't understand or don't know or something. I don't know what it is. But you just, you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're going to hell. <laughs> this is not a game. God cannot give you the Holy Spirit until you believe. Believe what, Pastor? That you are in Christ, that you are already saved. Until you believe you are saved, you believe you're in Christ, now God give you the Holy Spirit. You can't, you can't be in I don't know. I think so. I saw last week, and I said, everybody already in Christ, come receive the Holy Spirit. A lot of people just like, I don't know if I'm going up there or not. See, you don't know you're saved. You can't think you are. Because you got a certain church over there and tell you when you get saved, you'll speak in tongues. See, they, they lied to you. That was, for, that was for the Jews. See, when you read Romans chapter 8 and verse 9, told you if you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit. Didn't tell you about speaking in tongues. Say, you, if you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're none of His. See, that's what, the, that's what the Bible told you. But if you're going by somewhere somebody else told you in the book of Acts, how if they were saved, they can speak in tongues. See, you got the wrong, see, that's your problem. You're not listening to the word. That's why Paul, they got an argument. Paul said, all, all speak in tongues? No. See, you can't go by that because that's what people are telling you. Do you speak in tongues? If you don't have, you're going to speak in tongues, you don't have the Holy Ghost. And anybody been in one of them churches still believe it, a lot of them. But you are not believing the Bible, sir and ma'am. The only way you know you're saved, you got the Holy Spirit. It's not what you can do. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5 and verse number 8. As a matter of fact, we'll go back there. We'll go back and show it to you again. Romans chapter 8, verse 9. Put that down. We'll go to that next. Here, here we go. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 5. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5. Even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. I said, by grace you are saved. Will you say it? By grace, I am saved. By grace, I am saved. On this camera, by grace, I am saved. See, some of y'all won't even say it. You're doing something else. You know what? You know what you're doing? You're taking it for granted. You're not talking to me. I'm trying to get you to, to say, you are in church. Don't you realize the Holy Ghost is in this place and he's watching you too? And if you don't say it in church, you sure ain't going to say it when you get out in the world. I'm just trying to get you to say you are saved. Because I want you to receive the Holy Spirit. But you want to deny in here, and then you want to get in your privacy. Oh, Lord, I want to receive the Why don't you say something in here? <laughs> Ephesians chapter 5. I'm going to do it again. Chapter 2, verse 8. Ephesians 2, 8. Come back to your camera. This ain't no game here. God showed me he wants this church to be, to be spirit-filled. He wants the people in this church to be spirit-filled. And it can't happen until you believe you're saved. 
You can't be around here and don't even know you're saved and trying to receive the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. For by grace, are you there? For by grace, you are saved. That, that should be I am saved. See, you are saved, but you should put it personally. By grace, I am saved. Through, and it's through faith, because I heard the, the word preached. I heard the gospel preached. We said every day in this church, every day we come here, 1 Corinthians 15, we, we quote, Christ died for our sins, and he was buried, and God raised him from the dead. And, and, and if you believe in that, if you believe, you are saved. That's what the Bible said. Matter of fact, let's go back there first, and then we'll go to the other verse I just told you. 1 Corinthians 15. It says you are saved if you keep in memory. That's why I keep telling you, you got to believe you're saved. You can't just think you're saved. This thing got to be utmost in your heart. And believe me, there are many, many, many people been going to church all their life, ain't saved. They think they are. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's amazing. But they have practiced so long that, you know, you would, you, if you talk to them, you just know they say. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach, Paul says, unto you, which also you have what? You receive. To receive, you have to do one thing. You had to believe. You can't receive nothing from God until you believe it. That's why it says you receive it where you stand, by which also you are what? Say if you keep in memory. So when I said to you, are you saved? You sitting there going, I'm just asking you, are you saved? Will you say you saved? Amen. See, if you don't practice in here, you won't practice out there neither. All right, now let's, let's go to work. Now I told you we're going somewhere else. We've got two scriptures. I hear Roman, that's all. All right. Romans chapter 8, verse 9. I said something else in Corinth too. Lord help y'all. Did I tell y'all I had something in Corinth? I just did Ephesians 2, 5, and 8 again. I just left there. All right, Romans chapter 8. I just finished Ephesians chapter 2, 5, and 8. All right, let's go back now to Romans 8, 9, one verse. I thought I was finished saying something earlier, then I said I'd, I'd go there. Okay, Romans chapter 8, verse 9. Here we go. Hebrews 6 and 1. Okay, we'll show you that too. All right, here we go. Watch what the Bible says, Romans 8, 9. Remember I told you, you listen to people who will tell you if you don't speak in tongues, you don't have the Holy Ghost. How many ever heard that? See, I know some of y'all ain't going to raise your hand unless not throw out $100 bills. Okay, but verse 9, verse 9, verse 9, read it. But you are not in the flesh, but you in the spirit. Here we go. If, if so be that you speak in tongues. See, you got to go back to what the Bible says, because that's what people are teaching you in churches. Because they're going by the book of Acts, chapter number 2, when the day of Pentecost was fully come. And they all spake in tongues. They all spake with tongues in their own languages. See, that's what you're hearing. They said, that said they all spake in, with, with, with tongues or they spoke in their own languages. 
and people taking that as when you were saved. That was the coming of the Holy Ghost. They had just celebrated Pentecost for the Jewish, Jewish people. See, they already celebrate the Passover when Christ died, and they celebrate the second day his burial, and the third day his resurrection. Those three feasts was already celebrated. The fourth feast was celebrated at Pentecost, and Jesus Christ had just had to be at Pentecost, and he had to leave. He had to come and give them the Holy Ghost at Pentecost, and then he had to leave. In fact, 10 days before Pentecost, he had to leave, because Acts chapter 1 said he could only stay 40 days. Pentecost was the fifth of the day. The Holy Ghost came on Pentecost, and that's what they would celebrate, the Feast of Pentecost. And if you read Leviticus chapter 23, 24, and 25, you'll realize there were seven feasts. That's why I told you the last feast is when the Lord returned to them was called the Feast of Tabernacles. That's why they were all outside waiting with their lights trimmed. He taught you that. Praise God. Oh, my God. But let's move on. That's why I'm here. Romans 8, 9, but you are not in the flesh, but you in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwells in you. If any man have not the spirit of Christ in them, he's none of his. Did not tell you if you don't speak in tongues. See, when you believe a lie, it keeps you from receiving the, knowing the truth. And there are a lot of people think they say because they don't speak in tongues. There are a lot of people think they say, I'm sorry, because they don't speak in tongues. They don't think they say. That lie was because you was at that church. Came from a false prophet. And the way you get that out is believe the truth. And all you got to do is believe what the word said. The word said you are son of God if you have the spirit. Well, if you are not saved, he can't give you the spirit. That's why I'm trying to get you to at least say you're saved. But see, people just think, well, I know I'm saved. I've been in, you've been in church, but you could have a devil. This ain't no game. You could, be, you could have the spirit of the devil and, and be the preacher. This ain't no game. You have a chance to be saved. Don't argue with your salvation. I get a little caught up there. Because like I said, I see so many people, so many people, they're just not saved. They're religious. They're very religious. And they still can't love. Have been in the church all their life and they can't love. They can't love. They can't obey. They can't submit themselves. They still got pride. Been in the church all their life. Well, if you go back and listen to those things, that wisdom did not come from above. Let's move on. All right. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 through 19. Got to move. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Showing you once again, Christ died for all men. I showed you Timothy, but that's going to be talking to the Jewish believer when I get there. And I'm definitely not doing Thessalonians because Thessalonians would not rid the Gentiles. But that's what you hear people teach all the time. When I get there, you'll see why. See, this is, this, this, gonna, 
This two teaching right here is going to straighten your behind out. That's what I got. I want to look at that camera and tell them. So you got, you got people in this church that's talking to folks who don't believe like I believe, and they're staying confused. See, I believe, I, I'm telling you, I went over all this stuff about resurrection from the dead and stuff, and since I did, it, I stirred up a wall's nest. And you got people, what, crump man, crump man, you got to listen to the crump man. Now I'm going to go back and show you, you better stay away from them. <laughs> it ain't crump. Crump trying to make sure that you get you from them. And you, and this, this is the you of the people there. This is you the people there. They don't go to nobody's church long. They don't submit themselves. No, they've been to churches and they go to all kinds of churches, but they have no continual dwelling place. But they won't teach you, won't teach you, tell you that crump, man. That's all it's about. They don't agree with me. Now they got to infect you. And my job is to make sure I give you the truth. Now, if you listen to them, it's up to you. That's what happened to Eve. That's why there were two trees in the garden. Let's keep going. Verse 14. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all. That's my point. I want to show you Christ died for all men. He died for all men. He died for all men. But here is the same as he died for all men. See, can you get it? First Corinthians chapter 15 says he died for our sins. I'm just trying to see. I gave you one of those before. He died for us. He died for all men. It's a different if he died for our sins. Okay, let's keep going. That they which live should henceforth live unto themselves, but unto them also which die for them, for them, and rose again. Wherefore henceforth know we no man after flesh, though we have known Christ after flesh, yet henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, and that's where we are, also the Jews are, when they were with Paul, because they were in Christ. Because when he raised them from the dead, that's how, that's how it happened. He put all men in Christ, Ephesians 1 and 10. All right. Now, wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature or a new creation. And so how God made us all one body, he put us all in Christ. So Jews and Gentiles both were put in Christ. That's Ephesians 1 and 10. Let me show you that. And he did that because he made one man. That's Ephesians 2.15. But Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 10 says that in the dispensation, Ephesians 1 and 10, then we're going to go to Ephesians 2, 15. And, and 1 and 10 says, in the dispensation of the footers of time, which is the dispensation of grace, he might gather together in one, in one body, all souls, that word all things mean all souls, in Christ. He put all things, all souls in Christ. Both which are in heaven and which are on earth, he put all souls in Christ. That's the only thing in Christ. There's nothing else in Christ but souls. Okay, you understand that? 
All right, that's the only thing. See, if you just think there's no cars, there's no dogs, there's no sheep, all only something in Christ is souls. Let me show you that in Ezekiel chapter 18. Go to Ezekiel chapter 18. See, all this stuff you can read later. I'm, I'm going to give you as much as I can in the first service, and then I'm gonna just going to flood you with the second service, because I got to get it all to you. Ezekiel chapter 18. In Ezekiel chapter 18. In verse 1. See, this is what it's all about, new covenant. It's all about your soul. It's your soul in Christ. And that's what God did when, when Christ died, being and raised again from the dead. He, he, he put your soul in Christ. Except a corn of wheat, John 12, 24, except a corn of wheat falls to the earth and die. But if it die, it's going to abide alone. I'm sorry, if it die, it's going to bring full fruit. If it don't die, it's going to abide alone. But if it die, it's going to bring full fruit. And he died. That's what it happened. He brought full fruit. That's why he called the first fruit of them that slept. See, that's why all that go together. All right. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 1. The word of the Lord came unto me again, saying, What mean ye that you use this proverb concerning the land of Israel, saying, The father have eaten sour grapes, and the children of teeth are set on edge. As I live, live, said the Lord, God, you should not have occasion anymore to use this proverb in Israel. Why? Because all souls are mine. As the soul of the father, so also the soul of the son is mine. The soul that sent it, it shall die. So we know that Adam died. Adam died. Why? Because Adam sinned. Adam is soul. So when Adam sinned, Adam's soul, Adam is soul. Adam is called son. No, it was man. Christ came as son of man or the son of Adam. All right. Behold, all souls are mine, as the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the are mine, a son of the son is mine. The soul that sinned, it shall surely die. It, the soul that sinned shall die. That's why Romans 6, 23 says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. All in one verse. All right. Now let's, let's go because I, I want to give you a little more. Uh, let's go to, let's go to uh, Matthew 9, 13. Matthew 9, 13. I'm giving you this because even Jesus gave us this one. And Paul amplified it in 1 Timothy 1, 15. Matthew chapter 9 and verse number 13. Watch what he says. Matthew 9 and verse number 13 says, But go and learn ye what this means. Now he's saying that, but Paul did. But go and learn this, what this means. I would have mercy and not sacrifice. I would have mercy and not sacrifice because he was ending sacrifices. That's why you go to your book of Ephesians, I think chapter 2, it'll tell you that that's who Christ is. He's, he's both offerings, the sin offering and the burnt offering. So he says, I would have mercy and not sacrifice. For I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repent. And that's why he had to put all men had sin. Let me show you those two verses first before I go to Timothy. He had to put all men on the sin, so you got to know the Bible. Go back to Romans chapter 3, verse 9. You got to understand why you qualified to be saved. First, you had to be a sinner. 
So God had to put all men under sin that he could have mercy on all. Romans chapter number three and verse nine. When you get this, say amen. What then? Are we better than they? So Paul is telling me, are we better than the Gentile? No, not in any way. Before we prove they're both Jews and wait on the screen. Romans chapter three and verse nine. There it is. What then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise are we in a better. We, we have proved before, both Jews and Gentiles, that they are all under sin. See, God could not put you under grace until first you had to be under sin. So that's why when you get to Romans 6, 14, he's going to say we are not under, under law, we're not under sin. All right? But let's go, let's go, well, let's do that since we said, then we go to Galatians 3, 22. Romans 6, 14. See, that's why when God saved you, he took us from under sin and put us from under grace. Romans 6 and 13. I'm sorry, 14. Romans 6, 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you. This is why, why he did that. For you are not under the law, but you are under grace. See, we, we were under sin. And while they were under sin, they were under the law. But God put all men, whether they're under the law or not, he put them all under sin. So he can have, well, let me show you why. But here in Romans 6, 14, sin shall not have dominion over you. You are not under the law, but you're under grace now. Let's go to Galatians chapter 3 and verse 22. I know you know this stuff, but I just want to, you know, just refresh your memory here. Galatians chapter 3 and verse number 22. How God put all under sin and why? See, when he said Christ died for all men, this is why. God put them all, every man under sin. It says, uh, Galatians 3.22, but the scripture has concluded all under sin. What scripture? Romans 3.9, I just read it. That the promise of faith, why? So the promise of faith, what is the promise of faith? The Holy Spirit might be given to them that believe. Believe what? Believe they are saved. God cannot give you the Holy Spirit until you believe you're saved. Come on, say it. God cannot give you the Holy Spirit until you believe you are saved. All right. Look at, look, look you, right there, you right there in Galatians, back up to chapter 3. Verse 13. Galatians 3, 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now, we know that was Israel. See, that's how you have to read the Bible. Because really, he redeemed them from the curse of the law. You were never under the law. So Christ redeemed them from the curse of the law, being made a curse for them, for us. For it is written, curses everyone that hangeth on the tree. So Christ died on the cross for them, but he died for our sins. How many can hear that? Watch this. Christ has redeemed, has, re, has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, curses everyone that hangs on the tree. For us. He didn't die for us. He died for our sins. That's the difference. He died for them, but he died for our sins. Verse 14. Why? Why did he die for them? That the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. 
so he can save us from our sins. He died for them so he can save us from our sins. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile through faith that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now we can receive the, the promise of the Spirit, but it has to be what? Through faith. That means you have to already believe you are saved. When you believe you're saved, now you have faith to receive the Holy Spirit. You can't receive the Holy Spirit until you first believe you're saved. <laughs> Romans 12, 5. Once you believe you're saved, watch what God gives you. Romans chapter 12. See, this is why so many people don't have the Holy, don't have the Holy Spirit. They don't believe they're saved. They believe too much stuff. Romans 12 and 3. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. For I say through the Spirit, I'm sorry, I say to the grace, Paul says, that's given unto me. Every man that among you, not to think of himself more highly, ought to think. That's why I told you the first Corinthians chapter 8, he keeps saying it all through the Bible. But think soberly, according as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. Guess who he gave the faith to? See, I, I actually that same question. Only one person. Who was this over here said that? Raise your hand. See, right? Because you believe. That's the only reason he gave you the faith. So if it Watch what the faith for. Ephesians 4, 7. See, that's, I'm showing you why people don't have the Spirit. The Spirit is called the Spirit of grace. <laughs> oh, my God. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. You got truth so you can have faith, so you can receive the Holy Spirit. This is why people can't receive the Holy Spirit. They don't believe they are saved. Or they believe in the wrong way to be saved. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. Stand up on your feet when you find it. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 7. Ephesians 4 and 7 says, But unto every one of us, but unto every one of us is given grace, but it's according to the measure of of the gift of Christ, what did Christ give you? Nah, see what I'm saying? That's why I asked you the first. I gave you two things, and I've been saying the whole time. That's what I'm doing that for. I'm showing you why people ain't saved. Because they don't have faith. And the reason they don't have faith is because they don't believe. First, I said, by grace you are saved through faith, not of yourself, it's the gift of God. You have to know you are saved. And you need to say to yourself, I am saved. Say it. I am saved. You have to keep saying that until unbelief get out your head. I'm saved. You can't be going by what you see physically. I'm saved because Christ died for me. He was buried. God raised Jesus from the dead. I'm saved. He died for my sins. He saved me. That's what the cross is for. And what did he give me? He gave me his faith. What did he give you? He gave you his faith. So what are you supposed to get with the faith? The grace. And what the Holy Ghost is? The grace of God. You can't get the Holy Spirit if you don't have faith. You can't get faith in it if you don't believe. Now come on, thank the Lord for his word.
Look, wait a minute. Hey, my time is already gone. You cannot believe in this other stuff. Christ died for our sins. Next week, I'm going to show you Christ died for them, for Israel. But he died for our sins. And you got to believe what the word says. And you got to believe he died for our sins, that he was buried, and God raised him again from the dead. He did everything for you. That's why it's called grace. You did nothing. So when you tell God, well, I confess with my mouth, and I believe, you see, you just getting out there. That's not your salvation. You say by grace. By grace means by God's finished work. Jesus came here and died for you, for your, died for Israel and died for our sins. And he, all he wants to do is believe he saved us. Saying, I believe Christ saved me. So I receive his faith and his grace. Who is the Holy Ghost? And I thank him for salvation. And I thank the Lord. Hey, my time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.